This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. I feel alive. Before I came down to the, the cellar to tape boomsies, I was outside, seven degrees Celsius, sun was shiny, no wind. So Americans who live in warm climates or wherever you're living in this world, that's the equivalent of like uh, 30, 25 degrees, no, let's say like. 75 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny wherever you are. This, the March sun when it's out just hits different. You're standing next to a window in your house. And that March sun hits you. You're like, whoa, it's hot. It's hot. That sun's higher up in the sky. And I looked down while I was outside I'm like, okay, there's still some remnants of snow and poking up through a little pile of snow were the tulips. And I, I just I just said to myself, we did it. We made it through winter. I know I say that a lot, but it's a long slog. And I hope this summer feels like an endless summer, like it's never going to end. Because during the summer, I convince myself like we never have to experience winter again. I pretend winter doesn't exist. People always ask when I lived in LA, they're like, oh, do you you miss the seasons? And I convinced myself, no, I didn't. But we had an unreal stretch of weather in LA. And when it's 70 or 75 degrees and sunny every day, each day blends into the next. But here in Canada, when you have a glorious March day and then into April, then in May, you cherish it. You don't take it for granted. So yeah, that's... I did miss seasons. Because I freaking love... I love every season. Every season has, has its quality. Has its positives. This is episode 61 of Boomsies. This was a no-brainer. 
Very few numbers have a no-brainer attached to them as we name each episode after the best Blue Jay or NHL player that wore that jersey. The no-brainer for this one, Rick Nash. Played 1,060 games. He scored 437 goals. He had over 30 goals in a season seven times. Won two Olympic golds. Vancouver and Sochi. Rick Nash was a stud. And guess who joins us now? Rick Nash. So what's the story behind number 61? How did you how did you pick that one? Because it's not a typical number. Yeah, it's 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 not a typical number, but um the way I came to it was uh I always wore 13 for the Toronto Marlies uh minor hockey team growing up. I was a huge Matt Sundin fan. And when I got drafted to the London Knights, I went in there and I asked the uh the trainer Don Brankley at the time for number 13. And he said, here in London, we don't use that number because we think it's bad luck. So at that time, I I went to my next pick, which was 16. I was born on June 16th, and I used to wear six. So I thought 16 would be great. And he told me that a veteran already had that that number. So at that point, I said, I'll take whatever number, whatever number you give me, and whatever I show up tomorrow morning, that's fine. I showed up, and Don switched it to uh, flip 16 to 61, and, and that was it. In 61, I always find with the bigger numbers, it makes you look bigger on the ice, too. It's wider. It, yeah, I, I like the way it looked. And, and it's funny, my mom ended up being born in 1961, so I always tell her it was uh, it was for that. You always have to uh, say that. But um, you know what? When you, when you wear a higher number and, uh, you know, you're not the great one or Sidney Crosby, sometimes it's a bit... Uh, a bit showboaty, but th- that's the story behind it is that I, I got it given to me and I just stuck with it. I, I, that's a great story. Um, 2002, drafted number one overall. You have more points than anyone in that draft class, and you played more games than anyone aside from Duncan Keith and Jay Bomeister. All the pressure in the world as a number one pick. And Rick Nash, you freaking did it. Do you look at your career resume and say, I, I didn't know I could? Or maybe you said, I can do this, but you did it. Well, thank you for that in the uh, in the first place. Um, you know, a lot of pressures come along with being the, uh, the first overall pick. Um, you know, it seems like more people talk about the ones that didn't turn out than, uh, than the ones that had fine careers. Um, you, you know, in, the, in that draft year, draft year, you always uh, wonder how the season's going to go and if you're going to make the team and, and so on and so forth. And there was a lot of good players. And I think Jay Bomeister was uh, was supposed to be first overall for, for years before the NHL draft even came. But um, you know what? I've been lucky in my career. Uh, you know, I've got to play on some great teams. I've had some great success. I obviously never won a Stanley Cup, which uh, which still hurts, but I'm going to try to do it in a front office position. But um, I am so thankful for my career and, uh, you know, find myself very lucky. If you could only hold on to one hockey memory from your career, from your life, what moment would you pick? Great question. And I wish I could think about it for about 10 minutes. But the first one that... Uh, that comes to mind is is probably scoring a goal in the quarterfinals game against Russia in uh, Vancouver. Um, I've never been in a game 
where the excitement and the buzz around the rink was was that high. And I hate to say it, but I, I felt like that was uh, that was even uh, had more energy and the fans were more excited than the gold medal game against the U.S. There was something about that quarterfinal game against Russia that um, it's one of my fondest hockey memories. You have a Olympic gold from Vancouver, one from Sochi. Where do you keep your gold medals? Yeah, so for a long time, I kept them um, in a grocery bag. I think it was a Fortino's grocery bag and just kind of lugged it back from Columbus to Muskoka and, and back and forth. Um, and now I have a, a couple nice frames in my uh, hallway where I display them and they're locked up uh, 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 in between a, a Canadian flag. And my kids love to take them out and, and kind of take pictures with them. So they are definitely my uh, my prized possessions for sure. Oh, I guess so. And I'll I'll uh, leave with this question. You're now the Blue Jackets Director of Player Development. What piece of advice would you give to a young hockey player that you wish someone had given you or maybe advice that they actually gave you? Yeah, you know, what's what's funny is when I first came in the league, I had guys, um, you know, like Mike Sillinger and Jeff Sanderson, Luke Richardson, Kevin Deneen, Tyler Wright, and they all told me to enjoy it because it's going to go fast. And at the time I thought I was 18, 19, you know, this is never going to end. You know, you're living the life of a professional athlete. And before I know it, it's over and I'm sitting here and I'm doing development. So that's what I try to tell the kids. And another thing I try to tell them is, um, you know, it's it's harder to listen than it is to speak your opinion. Um, I I truly believe that. I think these kids have to be good listeners and and take in information and, and ask questions. But, um, I tell them to enjoy it because it goes fast. And before they know it, uh, they'll be retired too. Rick Nash, we thank you for this. Hey, my pleasure. Anything for you. What a pleasant dude. Serious, the pressure, the pressure of being a first overall pick. The expectations, everything attached to that. And he lived up to it all. Mission accomplished, Rick Nash. Uh, Today I have a list of grievances. I think that cat just ran upstairs with a mouse in its mouth. Oh, man. Every mouse has a house. Sorry, every house has a mouse. Don't think you're different. Somewhere in your house, there's a mouse. Guaranteed. My list of grievances. Tim Hortons. What the f***? I have to talk about the rumor. Tim Hortons. What are you doing? You have to... Bring back the physical rim job. I want the process of getting my tea or coffee and figuring out how to get under that lip. Make it soggy, bite it. Oh man, I got to finish this drink quickly so I can see if I won. The anticipation of holding on to your potential windfall. Our lives are already on our phones. 
why'd you why'd you put roll up the rim on our phone too? You gave it. You gave us a daily reprieve. You gave us a reprieve from our phones to live in the moment because of your product. And now with your app, half the time, it doesn't even work. I buy a coffee or a tea because I get my steep tea. And I'm like, ah, okay, I got to hit the button to roll up the rim. Oh, it's not there. And you think seniors are downloading an app? You think grandma cares? Grandma's out of the game now. Grandma wants to rim it. She can't. Doesn't know how to work the app. Doesn't have phone. No rim jobs for granny. So I will hand deliver another commercial idea for you, free of charge. Here you go. Commercial starts with your Tim Hortons uh, logo that you guys always do now. Great looking logo. Start exterior of Tim Hortons. Nicely lit at dawn. Fade to a lone Timmy's employee. We f***ed up. Like Coca-Cola before us, we had something you loved and we ruined it. So we here at Tim Hortons are thrilled to announce that Roll Up The Rim is back. The real Roll Up The Rim. No apps, just you and a cup of Tim's. How do you rim it? Get it soggy, use your teeth. How about scissors, maybe? However you rim, you get to do it again. Sorry, Canada. But hey, at least we admit we f***ed up. There's your commercial. Might have to change some of the language. But just admit you were wrong. Bring back the cup. Cocaine bear. What the fuck? Are you a comedy? Are you a thriller? Are you a drama? Because you clearly aren't any of the above. Bear. Just eat everyone and get it over with. Do something. Eat me. As long as this movie ends. Uh, I can never trust another Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Because uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score was, I believe, 72%. I can never trust that, that website again. Legoland. What the actual f- There's a mall here in Ontario called Vaughn Mills. It's by Canada's Wonderland. Canada's Wonderland's an amusement park. It's our Disney. It's our Universal. Inside the mall is a place called Legoland. So it sounds magical. My kids are like, let's go to Legoland. I'm like, that sounds glorious. I want to go to Legoland. Sounds like a child's dream come true. In reality, it is a public park playground set put inside a windowless room with a bunch of Legos thrown on the floor. Legoland, you imagine a treasure trove of kids' rides to warm their little hearts? They have two rides. Two. Both with a minimum 45-minute lineup. 
And then I started to wonder while I'm waiting in this line, does Legoland headquarters even know this place exists? Is this place even sanctioned under the Legoland umbrella? Legoland, burn it to the ground. When the Bass Pro Shop inside your mall is more entertaining to kids than an actual place you built to specifically entertain kids, then you're doing it wrong. Legoland, you're done. Pornhub documentary on Netflix. You somehow, against all odds, managed to make porn boring. If you haven't seen it, you don't need to. They essentially made a tutorial on how to upload content onto Pornhub and make money. I'm not even kidding. People are, it's people leading you through the steps on how to make money. Okay. I had to get off. I had to, had to get that off my chest. I didn't have to get off my chest. I had to get that off my chest. That's a lot. I know. Okay. Let's, uh, let's brighten the mood now. I now want to bring you a, uh, very big announcement. Producer Tim is dead. <laughs> Sorry. I read that wrong. We have a new employee, a new employee, a new employee for the first time ever as a Bet Rivers employee, Julie Stewart Banks. Hey, thank you, Dan. Yeah, I'm pumped to join the, the team. Let's go. Uh, sadly, you do have to work with producer Tim. Uh, he is alive. Oh, I, I am working with Tim. Okay, great. I didn't know that. So that'll be wonderful. Well, Lots actually, I don't know who content. you're working with. I have no clue what you're doing. What are you going to be doing for us? Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast a week, like kind of like what I used to do at my old job. And I love, like you, I love talking to people and hearing their stories and having some fun along the way in sports. And so I'll be doing that once a week. We're just figuring out details of what that looks like, where it is, what it's going to be called. And then we'll do a monthly series that will be to, I mean, I guess if I say it like here, then that's what it is. So um, it's going to be kind of like an Anthony Bourdain type of travel sports show where we will, and it might just be traveling around New York or, you okay. know, around my apartment, whatever. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, we wait. Will be That's not a travel show if you stay in your apartment. I don't know. I mean, like, different venues. Okay. I, I would love to yeah. see New York. Uh, here's uh, locations you cannot go to, okay? Because we've got these on the Boomsies trip list. Sault Ste. Marie. Um, uh, Vegas. And Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we could we could collab on Vegas for sure. Okay. Because we're going there for Super Bowl. Oh, nice. Okay. Remember when we almost took a Uber there to Vegas a couple years ago? <laughs> that was amazing. I'm so glad I, we didn't. We would have regretted that I, oh. 10 minutes into the trip. 
I I mean, I thought about it last night because I was watching Shrinking, and my boyfriend asked me, like, how long does it take to drive from L.A. to Vegas? I was like, I think it's like three hours. And then I just had this flashback to you, me, Fieldsy, and Greg Wolf all really in on going to go to Vegas. And then instead, because Wolfie had to work the, like the next day and he was still going to go and we would have, he would have lost his job because of us. <laughs> we decided to watch Moulin Rouge instead, which was a great alternative. Oh, an even better what a, one. What a classic movie. Uh, I almost uh, went to Vegas with Pete Rose once too. And I'm so glad that didn't happen. I decided to take a flight instead. So it, it turns out we <laughs> did make some, we have made some good decisions in our lives. Yes, yes. And but I mean, I, I feel if you guys are going to Vegas next year, I'm going to definitely bring whatever show thing that I will have to Vegas too, so we can all collab. But uh, yeah, I'd like to keep doing the show I had, which was Drinks with Binks, but like in, uh, you know, an evolution of it um, and, and take it out of the apartment, take it on the road, look at different like sports cultures, fan bases, and really kind of get into the action of, of everything like that. Because I remember my mom last year during the Stanley Cup playoffs, she said, oh, wow, I had no idea like Denver fans were like this or that that's what Colorado looked like. Or, you know, a lot of people don't know any of these places or these fans or anything like that. And it's kind of like for a different generation, like Rick Steves, where you would like go on YouTube, type in Rick Steve. And he will take you around the world. So, like, not everyone can travel or do these things. And I kind of want to, like, bring that to people. So here's a fun fact um, that you probably don't know, or maybe you did. I once did a show on my old network in Canada. When I first got there, I had an idea for a show. I pitched it to the bosses and they said, sure, uh, you shoot it. We'll put it on the air. And it actually happened. It was called the Ultimate Road Trip, where we went to venues. We went to Wrigley. We went to a NASCAR race. We went to a Chiefs game. And um, then I realized this is a lot of work, and I had to sell my own advertising and stuff. So I ended up saying, I'm not doing this anymore. So I I can... Thanks I can give you some guidance on what to on my new job that I'm just starting right now. No, no, no. I'm telling I'm going to be there to guide you and tell you what not yes, to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, great, great. You can be my mentor to Be like, I've always you know, wanted a mentee. Yeah. Like my life coach. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll need therapy after this. Hey, Binksy. Um, Welcome to Bet Rivers, and um, we're going to let you go because Thank we're having you. you on the full Friday Friday episode where we're going to sit down and uh, and chat a bit longer. So um, you get out of here, and I got to finish. Thank you. This. I'm super pumped to reunite. Ten years after we started working together at a different network, we are back. Okay, we'll check in if you still have those thoughts in one year. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Stewart Binks, very positive. It. If there's a hustler in this world, that's her. And that's like a positive tone or meaning to the word hustler. Like she's always hustling. She's one of the hardest workers in this industry. I am not. So (laughs) I have the utmost respect to Julie Stewart-Binks. 
Uh, we didn't even talk about half the stuff we did in L.A. We'd go for brunches. We went to a Dodgers game. We went for bike rides on the beach. It sounded like we were like a married couple, kind of. But it worked out better than most married couples. So it was better than a marriage. Each week here on Boomsies, we give away a CHL prize pack for the email or phone call of the week. And whenever the CHL prize pack arrives at the winner's house, they are overjoyed. They're like, man, this is great. Guess what? They sent me a CHL prize pack to unpack. And I got it here. Let's see what we got here. Sorry for this. uh, People listening audio only. Oh, a nice. Nice jersey in here. It's a a CHL jersey. So I, I didn't pick a team. They sent me a jersey. Be- beautiful jersey. That's like uh, when Rob Lowe was at the uh, NFL game. He wore an NFL logo hat. So I can wear this to any barn in the CHL. And I'm like, I'm just here for the hockey. So we have some emails and some voicemails uh, to get to, to see who to, to wins the <laughs> Who wins this week's prize pack? Uh, why don't we get to our voicemails first? Producer Tim, Z Money. It's Joe Archer calling again. So, Dan, I too, like you, grew up on a pig farm in small town Ontario, Lucknow, Ontario to be exact. And with that said, I have to ask do you have any I shouldn't be alive moments from being on the farm? OG uh, Taggart and Torrens listeners will know about something we called Back to the Future, where my one brother kicked an empty bean can filled halfway with gasoline in his rubber boots, and left a huge streak of flames on the ground, a la Back to the Future. We're all fine now, and we're fine then, uh, but boy, was that dumb. So again, the question is, do you have any stories of doing dumb where you shouldn't be alive? Anyways, have a good one, boys. Talk to you later. Joe, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, living on a farm, you don't realize it at the time, but uh, death awaits around every corner. Living on a farm is hazardous to your health. Near-death experiences. Um, We were once cutting wood for the winter. So we go to the woods. My dad has the chainsaw. He cuts it all up. We've got to pile it and stuff, throw it in the back of the truck. So there was this really big piece of wood that the chainsaw couldn't get through. So he's like, run over. The truck was across the field because it was muddy. We couldn't drive it across. So he's like, run over, get the axe. So I'm like, oh, he told me to run. So I run, get the axe. I'm running with an axe. And I tripped in the muddy field. And when I, when I came to rest, the, the blade of the axe, and this was a sharp-ass axe, was next to my face. So that one always stands at my mind that if I was running 
and it tripped a little differently or was holding the axe a little differently, maybe the axe goes through my head or takes off an ear or blinds me. Uh, This uh, other incident, not farm related, but my father was playing in a baseball game and to this day, I've never seen him. Well, he's dead now, but I had never seen him play baseball before, after. I'd never seen him play baseball ever, but he was playing in a baseball game. So we were all there. And I was playing on a, a jungle gym with all these other kids. And there was a probably a 20-foot iron rod that weighed, I don't know, 30, 40 pounds. It was just lying or sitting up against the playset. Don't know why it was there, but this was in the 80s. So like this always happened. One of the kids on the upper part of the playset pushed the metal rod and it came down and landed on my head. So I was leaking blood. They're like, oh man, people were scurrying around. They're like, you gotta get him to the hospital. And I believe my father had to finish his at bat. I don't know why that stands out in my brain. But they were collecting pools of blood from my head in cups. So I have a scar on my head from a metal bar being dropped on my head. And the only other near-death experience is probably when my my brother Vince got a bull whip. He was pretty pretty good with it. And he was bragging about it one day, and I said, yeah, right, I bet you couldn't hit me in the ear. And he's like, yeah, I could. Well, he did. Uh, he snapped it, got me in the ear. So I go run it inside, tell my parents and he, the bullwhip got taken away because he did what he said he could do with it. <laughs> so those are probably the closest near death experiences that I can remember on the farm. Working in a hot haymow breathing in all those that hay dust we probably could have died from that from suffocation probably hay still in my lungs but yeah joe farm memories good talk let's hear the next voicemail dan it's joey calling again uh from brandon manitoba i called a couple uh I don't know how long ago, a month and a bit back about the burger and fries conundrum in which should you eat first? And I think it's quite intriguing to think about what, what people do and is the right way to do it. Um, next one for you. How do you put on your socks? Are you a sit down, cross one leg over the thigh kind of guy? Do you sit down to do it? Do you stay standing and reach all the way down? Um, and uh, what do you think is the most popular way to do so? I'm going to try to keep these coming semi-regularly, but uh, how do you put on your socks? Boomsy! Joe, I put on my socks one foot at a time. Uh, But in all seriousness, I'm old. I'm 47, so I now sit down to put on my socks. Left foot 
I believe is always first. But if you're in a hurry and they're just small socks, do it standing up. But if they're long athletic socks, that's a tough one to do standing up. Sit down, no legs crossed, slide those babies on. And the socks I wear, only socks I wear, man-made. That's the only underwear I wear as well. Man-made socks, the rankle socks are the best I've ever had. I've already worn out two pairs. They do not slip. I mentioned this last summer. I can wear them for a full round of golf, get home, and still not want to take them off. The best, they they have the best underwear. They need to brag more about their socks. Oh, and speaking of clothing, thank you to uh, Northbound. Northbound uh, was one of my danitized items. And they just sent me a box of their stuff that is phenomenal. This is uh, the sweater that I'm wearing of theirs. I'll be uh, displaying the other shirts in future podcasts. And also I'll be sending out pictures of their hats on Instagram because they sent out a green northbound hat that they uh, were promoting. And I responded to the post. It said, I need that hat. And they said, well, you, you got it now. Wait till you see this bad boy. Northbound Canadian company, the best t-shirts and sweaters I've ever owned. Okay, so we got we had a Joe and a Joey on the voicemails. Let's get to our emails here. Hey guys, with your road trip calendar filling up by the day, I've got a pit stop for you en route to the Sioux. Stop in Sudbury. Be amazed by the smokestack. Then photo ops of the Big Nickel. And then if you haven't been blown away enough to stop by the Sudbury Arena and possibly be in control of skirting the wolf on the clothesline that gets put out after every wolf's goal. Maybe ask if uh, any of its fellow canines are responsible for Ron's disappearance. Hmm. Keep it up, fellas. Papa Smear. Okay, so uh, I guess we would probably stop in Sudbury on the way, if it is actually on the way. I have a picture with the big nickel when we drove as a family out to Expo 86. In an RV, great trip. If you've never done an RV trip, highly recommend. I've done two in my life now. Actually, three. Went to Expo 86. Went to a NASCAR race with a bunch of buddies. And went with the family out uh, east. Ended up in PEI and drove back. Lifelong memories in an RV. Hey, RVing Canada or whoever the company you are. Go RVing. Sign this guy up. I'll sell you some RVs. Hey, Dan, just a heads up. Easter Sunday falls on Master Sunday. Darren, I was complaining about, uh, hey, Easter, pick a day. Darren let me know that uh, Easter is the same weekend as the Masters. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because you've got family obligations and then you have the guilt of, guys, I I don't want to have a long dinner because I want to watch the masters. So that's a, we might get ourselves into a pickle there. 
on this Master Sunday. Our uh, phone number, 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. Z's. And our email is yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Uh, how are we looking for time, guys? Keep going. You a couple more. Okay, well, boomsies, newsies. We we didn't know if we would have time for this. Um, the one boomsies piece of newsies that I want to get to was with regards to a former coworker. So we've already had Julie Stewart Banks, who was a former coworker, is now a coworker again, and one of my other coworkers former co-workers at Fox has a new venture that you might be intrigued by. Yeah. So uh, your former colleague, Holly Saunders is launching exposed sports, which is she, she describes as quote, the hottest league in the world with models in topless matches. Now she posted this description. Imagine your favorite IG babes going head to head in competition, competition, sweaty, oiled up, that's what we're doing at Exposed Sports. And they put a Z at the end of sports. That way you know they're edgy. Mm. Uh, now, they didn't really get into what sports they were playing. They said that there would be non-contact sports as well, including chess and uh, billiards. So like, naked chess. Naked so this, chess. Topless chess. Topless. This kind of reminds me of, because I'm rewatching Seinfeld, and I just had the episode where his girlfriend was walking around naked at all times, and he says there's, there's good naked and bad naked, and it really, it really goes to a dark side when he sees her like fixing a bike when she's naked, and he's like, yeah, this, this ain't good. But I guess sitting down, playing chess, that's an okay... My my questioning with this is does she does Holly already does she know what already exists on the internet? Because I believe what she's willing to provide, you can get that and well, anything else you want already on the internet. Is this going to be pay-per-view, maybe? Is that, is that what this is gonna be? Yeah, I believe she was talking about uh how it was going to break pay-per-view records, right? She's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So there's, there's the angle pay-per-view. Imagine explaining that one on your, your credit card bill to your significant other. Uh, so did you, did you watch a, a Jake Paul fight? No, no, no. Did you watch a UFC fight? No, 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 no. So why is this $89 pay-per-view charge here on our card? I was watching chess. There you go. No lies told. I was just watching chess. Didn't know you're a chess fan. I am now. Maybe Holly's got it figured out. That's why you, you go to some small towns and um, like in my hometown, there was a bar called The Office. So if someone says, uh, where are you? I'm just at the office. Maybe Holly 
is more brilliant than we give her credit for. Holly Saunders, uh, she started at the Golf Channel. And then she came to Fox Sports. She appeared on the J&M podcast with us. And then she was part of the golf coverage for Fox when they had the U.S. Open rights. And now she's kind of been just creating her own content online. And it's very provocative. I'm I'm not saying anything that's untrue here that she would also say. uh, As she's scantily clad in just about anything that she appears in. And she's also now dating Oscar De La Hoya. They are a a couple. So I believe uh, we'll have to get Holly on here. Holly and I used to message like, uh, I don't know, a couple times a year. Last message I sent her, like saying, hey, how's everything going? She didn't respond. So I I don't know if our friendship is over. Maybe she gave it a buffer like, I guess I gotta talk to this guy. But like, uh, I don't know. I like to keep in touch with people I worked with. Well, some people. Uh, so Holly Saunders will be a future guest on Boomsies. This was a jam-packed episode. I got my grievances out. Uh, we have to pick a winner still, uh, Z-Money. Getting back to the, the CHL prize pack. Who's our winner for this week? We have a Joey, a Joe, a Papa Smear, and Darren. I think we'll go with Papa Smear. And then uh, on our trip out to visit him, we can st- we'll can we stop in on our way to go visit Brad the Dad in the Sioux, who has offered us his basement. And here's the thing. We aren't... We aren't 100% going to the Sioux, but we aren't 100% not going to the Sioux. I like putting ideas out there And if I don't have to do anything to bring them to fruition, then it's a great idea to me. So if producer Tim and Z money one day say, okay, we're, uh, we're going to the Sioux next week. I'm like, perfect. Let's go. Until that happens. It's just a dream of mine. I dream of the Sioux. Sioux St. Marie. There's your slogan. Dream of the Sioux. Uh, and thank you to uh, Julie Sir Binks. Follow her on social media. Uh, you can find her on there. And Rick Nash. I don't pre-plan who each episode is going to be named after. So yesterday when I was looking at uh, number 61 and I'm like, yeah, Rick Nash. Wheels were set in motion, reached out to Z Money. He got in touch with someone. Within five minutes, we had booked Rick Nash. You know how I you know how I sold it? I said, Rick Nash is a stud, and he needs to be recognized for being the stud that he was. So I think that got put into his ear. And the person that put me in touch with him said, Yeah, you're right, Dan O'Toole. He does. And He has been here on Boomsies. Have yourself a great week. Make sure you hug someone. And be nice. Doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Live from Orno. 
in the part of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.